Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, listeners, Kevin and I need your help. Yes, we need your help. Please, please, please. We need your stars. We need your reviews, you guys, on iTunes so we can start to climb those iTunes rating charts. It's simple. Open iTunes, click on the iTunes store, search for Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Then click on Ratings and Reviews. Under the Customer Reviews, click Write a Review. Then let us know what you think from one to five stars. If you need some help, help, think of one star being Carol Channing and Paul Lynn in the road company of the last five years, and five stars being free front row tickets to Hamilton. (laughs) Although, when you think about it, I actually would give five stars to the road company of Carol Channing and Paul Lynn in the last five years, because I think that would be Uh, awesome. I would love to hear, can I hear moving too fast as Paul? (laughs) (laughs) That's the the one I really want. Jesus shakes the goddess. (laughs) And through Erica Schwartz and Danica Weiss. And the Handelman twins. <laughs> so there you go. You can also leave a comment if you like. That's it. That's your reviews. It. Send us Thank your you. reviews, Please. friends. Thank you. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And happy Throwback Thursday. It Hashtag TBT. It's time for my favorite things, everyone. It is time for my favorite things. Hey, I'd like to give a shout out oh? to Jeff Hughes, who guessed who is singing in our opening credits. Good job, Jeff. Jeff, great ear, by the way. I know. Who? Do you what? know who it is? No, I don't know I if I told did. you. No, I never got it. Okay. Here it is we... a booming voice. It is a booming voice. And most people don't remember him for having this booming voice because most people remember him nowadays, I think, from I Love Lucy. Do you remember on I Love Lucy when Cousin Ernie, Cousin Tennessee Ernie Ford used to come and visit Lucy? No. Well, you probably didn't watch it. What did you no. watch growing up? Um, Golden Girls. Really? Yeah, when my dad would go on trips, my mom would put on Golden Girls and Three's Company. Oh, I love like, Three's Company. the gayest television ever is like what I grew up watching. Did you, do you ever much. get John Ritter? Did anyone ever tell you? You yeah, remind- know what? Someone has given me that before. Yeah. yeah. I was Once watching twice. Yeah, I was watching Three's Company. You actually remind me of John Ritter. That's funny. Did you ever hear that story about <laughs> on Nick at Night when a viewer found out that there's an episode where John Ritter jumps over the sofa and he's wearing tennis shorts and one of his testicles no falls way. out? Seriously. And everyone went back to look at it and they're like, oh my God, that's John Ritter's ball falling oh God, out. That's funny. And they had to edit it out. Of and isn't the, the context, show. like, I watched it as a kid, but really, as an, like, when you go back in the. 2016, the, the setup was that he was a guy, straight guy, living with these women, but he had to pretend like he was gay. gay. Yeah, because w- the, the, the landlord wouldn't allow. That's right. Yeah, he didn't want he men didn't want, living with like, women unless they were married. A sign of the times and yet kind of a twist. I mean, yeah. like, so kind of fun. And then uh, can you get away with that today? Like pretending like you're gay? Like um, No, like, I don't <laughs> think so. Bring on those characteristics. And I don't know. I just, when you, look, when you review like that pretend- again, you're kind of like, really? That's yeah. the context. That was the. That, I don't know. No, I don't know if you couldn't get it's away funny. with that. I, mean, I watched that show recently again, and it is a f- it's funny. It's campy, but it is like you funny. know what? Funny. 
<laughs> you know what? I and I always joke that Joyce DeWitt's doing like Mama Rose at some theater in like the middle of nowhere somewhere <laughs> she right is. now. She's like, she's at like Beef and Board's dinner theater <laughs> doing <laughs> Joyce Mama DeWitt Rose. in Shirley Valentine. <laughs> always Patsy Cline always starring Patsy Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> Joyce, where are you? Because well, that's what Sally Struthers does. Sally Struthers does do she's that all quite the a time. Career, Algonquin oh, Playhouse. I love her. She works yeah. all the time. Yeah, she's and Hello she's Dolly a everywhere. Yeah. Dolly and Nine to Five. Yeah. And now she's doing nice work everywhere. That's oh, good for her. But not, not oh, and, and always Patsy Klein. That's yeah. another big one for her. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So if you're a 70s TV star, that's like where that's you. That's what I grew up watching. That's I where grew, you end up going, though. Oh, yeah. There you go. Joyce DeWitt. Shirley Valentine. That's what, actually Joyce DeWitt and Richard Klein, who plays Larry in Three's Company, will be in same time next year <laughs> at the Beef and Boards Dinner Theater. After that, oh we'll follow up our season with Marla Gibbs from Two Two Seven and Jack K. Harry in Agnes of God. <laughs> Me, the baby was in the trash can. Mm. Oh. That's that's what it's going to be. That's good. Thank Rob. you. Thank you. I have a lot oh, of time on my hands. Where do we go? Oh, Tennessee Ernie yeah. Ford. So, so anyway, Tennessee Ernie Ford is the lovely booming voice you hear that introduces her, our favorite things. And what, I, that's from an album, isn't it? Uh, he, it's from a really good album. Yes. Of Richard Rogers and, yes. and Hammerstein, um, isn't it? Yeah, about, boy, 20 years ago now. Yeah. Capital, and they're all available on Amazon, by the way. They are. Yeah. Capital released um, a, a series called Capital Sings Sammy Khan or Capital Sings Frank Lesser, Capital Sings Rogers and so Hammerstein. They had their contracted artists. Yeah, and, they're con- and it was all the different artists from the Capital la- label who at some time had sung one of those songs. And some of them are. Um, some of them are fabulous. I mean, right. Liza Minnelli on the Cole Porter one does a Looking at You, which I think is so wonderful. Mm. And then there's some that are just <laughs> so bad. Like, there's, why? Why do they I do this? I can't remember what it is, but on the Gershwin one, somebody sings I Got Rhythm. And if you remember in the 60s, <laughs> they played around with tempo. They played around right. with lyrics. And I don't know who's singing it, but she goes, I no. got <laughs> rhythm. uh I got music. Wow. I and I'm like, you gotta You're be like, kidding pick me. Pick it up. <laughs> Do you have anything else? <laughs> Next. Next? Do you have anything else? Um horrible. Horrible. Wow. Some but I mean some of them are brilliant. So but it's still kind of fun to hear artists singing these songs. Oh, that, they're amazing. That are very popular recording artists singing. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. And the orchestrations and the arrangements are really That's fantastic. Why I always love with these out, with those kinds and of they're albums. all they're all wonderful. So anyway, on the Rogers and Hammerstein one, there's Tennessee Ernie Ford and he sings my favorite things with this group. And I thought it was so unique. I was like, this is this I thought this is what should be opening up yeah. our our you know brilliant. our TB, TBT. Well done, Mr. Schneider. And to be honest Professor with you, Schneider. I couldn't get Joyce DeWitt. Well, <laughs> Sally Struthers, on the other hand, Sally Struthers for a small fee. Was, for a small fee, <laughs> would be more than happy to oh come in and gosh. sing. God, do I love her. So, how have you been? How was your week? Oh, it was good. Yeah. What'd you do? Anything exciting? I saw King and I. Again? No, I'm <laughs> what else? Yeah, I know. What else can I tell you? Um, no, my week is good. Uh, yeah, it's been busy. I've been playing a lot of piano. I'm in rehearsals for Cabaret at New York Film Academy. Oh my gosh, look I'm at you! I'm the assistant music director for that. How exciting! It's going well, actually. How exciting! Yeah, it's fun to see the, the young people sing 
the cabaret song. Uh, yeah. Well, it's oh, for, how how old are they? We have students from the ages of eighteen upwards to I want to say in the mid twenties. That's great. So it's yeah. a great range. International and all that students. Fun stuff. We have a we have an actual uh, a lovely German uh, girl uh, who plays Fräulein uh, Schneider, but her German accent is like. Perfect because she's from Germany. That's, so that's cool. excellent casting. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent good casting. casting. That's very very good. <laughs> no, casting. it's fun. We're having a good time putting it together. It have, comes up in uh, in May. Have they had a chance yet to meet uh, Sally Struthers? Who'll be playing the MC? No, but they did. Joyce Dewitt's going to come in though to great. have a little Freudian cost. It's great. <laughs> though. Wait till you see it. It's amazing. <laughs> I love a good seventies television cast and something. Oh yeah. Um, that's good. My week was great. Thanks yeah, for asking. Good. How was your week? <laughs> It's wonderful, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting ready to um, direct Rock of Ages, an 80s musical. I'm making my rock sign right now. That's, that's what that, I think that's what that is. Or did I say I love you? I think you also said oh, I love you. Oh, yeah. Man, that's he, surfing. He, he, I don't yeah. know. He also said I love you Clearly, in sign language. I listen to show tunes and ASL. It's quite 80s be- rock. It's quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Things are going well for it. I'm Good. getting into my 80s world, watching a lot of 80s music videos. Yes. So I want to ask our listeners, even though it's not show tune related, if they have a favorite 80s music video, send it my way. I'd love to see it. Because they were very theatrical, though. A lot very of Very theatrical, yeah. You know I mean, sometimes oh, the yeah. video actually had absolutely nothing to do with the song. Oh, I mean, there were a no. couple of those where you were like, what? This has nothing to do with it. What's that cartoon one? That Take was, On Me. Yes. Right? Yes. Isn't that exactly what I was thinking of. You were, in my, you were inside my I think head, it was, Rob. yeah. Take yeah. On Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, absolutely. That's, that's right. What a great song, by the way. Yeah, great karaoke song. Not. <laughs> that one, oh my God. And what's the other karaoke one that everyone loves to do? The nine-minute one. You know what I'm talking about? It's shit. Oh God, no, 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 no! It's nine minutes. Total eclipse of the heart. Oh that yeah, one. nine minutes. Don't now another you know, very theatrical music video. Another theatrical yeah. music. So video. yeah, so hit us up with your Sorry. favorite <laughs> '80s, your favorite '80s uh, theatrical music video. And Usually if you, Jim Steinman is at the helm of one of them, you know. <laughs> and if you have a very favorite like 1930s movie clip from Germany. Please send it Kevin's way. He, Please, he, I'm dying. He loves for it. some German expressionism. I'm a whore for German expressionism. <laughs> an, can't get a hold of Kevin. Where is he? He's at a you know a Murnau film festival. <laughs> Kevin, are you watching Nosferatu again? Yes, oh. yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Sorry. So, sorry. No, too no, much so, fun. So we, what's your favorite thing? What's your throwback today? Oh, my Rob? gosh. You know what? I'll tell you what my, fa- my throwback is this week. Um, we interviewed Walter Bobby a while back. We did. And Walter was talking about uh, one of the shows he was really proud of directing called Golden Boy. Oh yeah, 1964. Right, the musical, and the musical, Charles Golden Strauss, Boy. Lee Adams. Yes, you did. You may know you did. Uh, they did Bye Bye Birdie mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know Annie and a, a pl- I mean, geez, a plug. Oh, like everything. I'm just trying to give some context to our everything. listeners who may not know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so Bye Bye Birdie yeah. and all that. And uh, you, you know where a lot of people might actually still know them from is they wrote the theme song to All in the Family. Oh, I mean, obviously they have an incredible you know, like musical. Didn't know that. But Bye know. Bye Birdie and well, and Annie. of course. Bring Back Birdie. Well, which we talked about. We did. Which is, the sequel. You know, the seminal event in the American and musical theater. Annie 2, or before that, Miss Hannigan's Revenge, which is the sequel to Annie. There's Although, a, I believe Martin Charnin wrote that, not Lee Adams. But still, but still, I don't think a lot of people know that there is a sequel to Annie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Miss Hannigan's Revenge, then it was retooled at good speed to uh, Annie 2. Annie Great 2. Songs. Annie anyway, 2. Wow, but not, just, a, not a show. Just going all over the place. That's okay. No, 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 no. Uh, so, so uh, go, great 
but yeah. So Golden Boy. Yeah. Um, I love Golden Boy. So you, you're familiar with it. And they switched the, the plot of it from the original play because they made it uh, uh, more about race. They, Ve- Golden Boy is, is played by an African-American. Very good. If you remember, in the in, first of all, it starts off as a play. It's a very famous play, Golden Boy. It comes out in the 1930s. It's written by Clifford Odets. Clifford Odets. Who was, you know, the, like the playwright of the 1930s because everything was very socially driven, politically focused. Very real. Yeah, mm-hmm. things like Waiting for Lefty mm-hmm. and Awake and Sing. I mean, very, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the original play is about an Italian immigrant who wants to be a surgeon. And the only way he can make money to put himself through medical school is by boxing. He's an amazing boxer. So there's this very ironic twist that, you know, um, he's killing people. He's the smart boxer. Yeah, yeah. And it's so sad because, you know, at the, end of the sh- at the end of the play, he kills somebody he in does. the ring. That's and this right. is a man who wants his whole life to be about saving, saving lives, lives. And he ends up taking a life. It's a beautiful wow. play. And there's also a romance in there. He's uh, having an affair with his manager's wife. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, 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 Lorna. Lorna, yeah. Yeah, if you go to acting class, you've probably done a Joe and Lorna totally. scene. At some, <laughs> I think I did actually some, in acting class. At really some did. point, look at the moon, Lorna. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Sergio Frankie. He's come back. Um, but, that's, so, but anyway, anyway, for those of you who don't know Golden Boy, um, they were looking, there was a producer by the name of oh my gosh it's 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 got hilly elkins hilly elkins he was in his early 30s how about this hilly elkins started off as a mailroom boy at william morris and then moved his way up to being an agent and some of his agents included like he's like finch the real i was just gonna say from how to succeed yes exactly um and he wanted to do a vehicle for sammy davis jr and he said what if we did golden boy and strauss and adams will write the score and clifford odette's Clifford Odets, the, the actual the original play, playwright, will write the book. Unbelievable! And so they were going along; they were doing it, and, and this then, is like sixty, uh, early sixties. Oh wait, too, yeah, this is nineteen sixty-three, sixty-four. Let's write a biracial show. Oh my god, no, you know? we'll talk about that, right? Yeah. So they put they they write it, and they'll say instead of him being an Italian immigrant, he'll be an African American because they felt like you were saying that's more contemporary Very for the topical. time and more relevant. Yeah. Uh, and Clifford Odets unfortunately passes away. Uh huh. They bring in a new book writer, and all of it, what goes away, though, is that extra element of he's a surgeon. He's trying to better himself. So mm-hmm. now what we have is we have a character who is living up in Harlem mm-hmm. who wants to get out of that environment. And there, if, you've, if you've never listened to Golden Boy, the score is fantastic. The score is still edgy, and the score still has the ability to punch you in the gut. It does. Which is something that in 2016, you're like, I don't understand why, as a white man, I'm I listening to this, and I'm finding such a strong connection to it. And I think the brilliance of Golden Boy is that it transcends race, it trans- even though it's all about it. Right. And it is able to tap into all of our fears and all of our concerns. And the lyrics in this are brilliant. In this, the Want song, and I haven't even told you yet who sings, who's the, who's the lead in all of this. Um, the lyrics go, where do you turn when you burn with this feeling of mm-hmm. rage? Night song. Who do you fight when you br- want to break out, but your skin is your cage? Well, I mean, this is 1964. Visceral, and it's a vehicle for Sammy New York da- City and New yeah. York City. It's yeah. a vehicle for Sammy Davis Jr. Right, obviously, right. Who's playing our hero? And Sammy Davis Jr.'s one instruction to uh, the new book writer was: He goes, "I need you to write black." Yeah, 
He goes, I need you to write black so that way audiences understood. Now, remember what audiences are seeing at this time. Hello, Dolly. Well, Fiddler on the Roof. Totally. Funny girl. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I just listened to our podcast today where, where, where we talked about uh, Pearl Bailey and Carol Channing doing that concert. And the audience, when you look out for that broadcast, white. Yeah. I mean, we're talking as white as white can be, you know? So that's the kind of audience that you're telling this story to. Now, we had had a couple of interracial relationships on stage before. Mm -hmm. No strings. Like, no strings. But it wasn't about that. But it wasn't wasn't about about that, that, and they don't stay together at the end. Do you know what I mean? And things you have to remember at this time is, one, Sammy Davis Jr. is married to a European, a Swedish woman, so he's in an interracial marriage, which was very controversial at the time. And when Golden Boy goes up, 31 states forbid interracial marriage. 31 states. Like in this day and age, in my generation, I I can't even wrap my head around that. And I know that listeners grew up in that time period, but I just don't even know how to comprehend that. He apparently would get so much hate mail sent to the theater, not only for one for the fact that he was actually married to a Caucasian mm-hmm. individual in real life, but that in the show, the it's actress the he was thing. playing opposite was was white as well. That's right. And, they, yeah. and I respect them because if you look at a lot of the posters and playbills, it's Sammy Davis Jr. with his arm wrapped around yes. her, and they're laughing and they're holding each other. The controversy oh, yeah. that this elicited and the fact that even though he was Sammy Davis Jr. and people and he was beloved and people loved him because of the Rat Pack and because of his charming demeanor, he was still going out night after night after night and coming back to the dressing room and getting hate mail and getting negative responses. It's absolutely fantastic that this show even came to fruition because it's not just about that. I mean, they're talking about interracial relationships. There's jokes and dialogue about Malcolm X. Mm. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s brother in the show is a member of CORE, which was Mm -hmm. the Congress of Racial Equality. Mm -hmm. This is a very urban, edgy, angry show. And I would love to know how audiences who saw the show reacted to it. But if if, if you saw the show, let us know. But also, please... Listen to this score. Yeah. The score is brilliant. The score is genius. Your overture is fascinating. Great orchestration. Oh, my God. The orchestrations the are incredible. And I heard that Sammy Davis would have his own guy orchestrate his songs. Oh, interesting. That, I read that. So I remember doing some research a couple of years ago about that. Yeah, that he had his own. Because, you know, a lot of From these Vegas people. From Vegas and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they had that like, was the normal. way they do it, that get their voice yeah. and all of that. Because Night Song, that what, you read those lyrics. Yes, from, yes, yes. That his, his opening song is just, the, those orchestrations are just stunning. I read that in that orchestration book. That oh, Stephen, what's that? Is it called Stephen, the Sound of their music? I believe so. Stephen Suskin is the the fantastic book about orchestrators. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of the stories being told musically is there because of the orchestrator who takes the melody and all of the music that the composer writes and then fleshes it out and gives it personality yeah. and life to it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there are oftentimes in that age, even though one orchestrator was listed, there were many orchestrators on people the show. People involved in all this it stuff. Was, took a long time to write all yeah. the music. Um, somebody was saying that, you know, it would be great to see this show done again in a revival of some sort. It has never been revived, has it? No, it's never been revived. But to restructure the book so we go back to the idea of him being a surgeon because that is missing. I which, love and that. I think it's I think it's actually quite beautiful, but when they when they did this apparently they felt that that wasn't going to be as believable where the emphasis should be on the fact that it's his skin color right. that's really we've moved prohibiting. past that now. Just I mean great. not past it, but we, yeah. we our, our minds can handle both. I mean, yeah. of course it can. But, yeah. yeah. But listen, I want everybody just listen to 
one night song, which Sammy Davis does beautifully, Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. listen to the overture, which is just the sounds of men in a gym practicing their boxing. So all you hear are grunts and punches. Yes. Percussive sounds. And remember, remember if you're an audience, you've just seen Funny Girl, you've just seen Dolly, you've just seen Fiddler, you've seen all of these shows that are very conventional, and the lights go up and there are these men punching and grunting, and then there's this interracial marriage, I mean, relationship subplot. That It's fabulous. It's just a fabulous show. I encourage everybody, if you get a chance... Watch it. We're also going to post some clips to YouTube because there's a wonderful series with Charles Strauss and Sammy Davis Jr. when the show first came out, yeah. talking about how the show was conceived oh. and showing, talking about how musicals get developed. Yeah. Um, so please, 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 my pick for this week is Golden Boy. I love that. Little piece of trivia. The show was so successful that Neko, you know Neko Wafers? Yeah. They made a candy bar called Golden Boy. Really? To coincide with the show. I wonder what was in the candy bar. I don't know. Yeah. But then I would hope that Sammy Davis Jr. would sing Candyman while he He's while like, he. Man, new man. I can't I do it, Sammy Davis. We're not even going to try. Even but mine is Golden Boy, Excellent. 1964. Strauss like and that. Adams. Well done. Thank I you. Love Strauss and Adams. They're so good, especially those first couple musicals. Yeah. They did. And you know, like you said before, we we know them so much for Bye Bye Birdie and Annie yes. and all these mainstream hits. But shows of theirs that are not as well known are just as still wonderful quality, still quality just as writing. wonderful yeah, so if, if, yeah if you're looking for a good Very score jazzy. this week oh yeah mm-hmm. take a listen to Golden Boy Kevin I'm sorry I just talked a lot what, is, nope, what do you got so what do you got I have uh, a show that was done at Lincoln Center Lincoln yeah. Center yeah and I saw this show saw it was done in 2003 it was done at the small theater that's downstairs the Mitzi Newhouse Theater uh, and it was uh, it was done on the set of a play that was running, but you guys, you just I did think that look I on know. Your face. I think the I know. The play that was running was. Let me get this right. Hold on, I have to look at my notes. The set of Observe the Sons of Ulster marching towards the Somme. So on Mondays and Sunday nights they would perform this song cycle musical. I'm Observe call it a song cycle. the Sons. Yeah, of Ulster. Marching towards the Somme, S O M M E. I I remember okay. the poster art because I saw this sure. other show, and the set was obviously very sparse. They yes. performed this on there, but so on for about three or four months, they had this cast of five um, performing um, this song cycle musical that Bill Finn wrote, who uh, people may know as him writing, uh, writing, writing a new brain, falsettos, March of the Falsettos, Falsetto Land, uh, Putnam County Spelling Bee, among other things. Um, it's called Elegies. Elegies. Elegies, yeah. And it it really affected me very deeply when I watched it's a it's a elegy is is sort of is called you know you might say song of songs of mourning uh, and they're all you know, we all know that Bill Finn writes a lot of shows about his own personal life uh, falsettos was his basically his story a new brain is his story when he had the brain problem uh, and so elegies are all they're all individual songs that he wrote about people that he knew that had died or that, songs yeah. of death, uh, but it, all in different kinds of spirits and all of kind of uh, of feelings. Not all just like sad tears in the eyes, but also kind of funny death if you can go there. Like yeah. there's Christian Christian Borles in this, Betty Buckley, Carly Carmelo, uh, Michael Rupert, and one of my favorites, Keith Byron Kirk, who you may know him because he was in Parade. He played, uh, I think. Uh, he sang the. He was like the the. He was the one who really did it in in the show. I mean, he sang like oh, the, the oh, chain yeah, gang yeah. song and all of that. Um, so this this show though had, was directed by Graziella Danielle. It was five actors, very simple. They would just pretty much park and bark a little bit. Yeah. But I love these songs of Bill Finn. They're just really well done songs, and he he writes 
music about uh, a song to, uh, he wrote a, uh, a letter to Jack Eric Williams, who was the original Beatle in uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh. And he, this letter to him is about, you know, talking about, uh, no, it's a letter to Ricky Ian Gordon about Jack Eric Williams. That's what it is. And it's really just a letter musicalized, but you get to learn about, you know, how Jack Eric was a composer in his own right and never had the success that he wanted and then unfortunately passed away from diabetes. So he's writing to Ricky kind of lamenting about, you know, the loss of another, you know, life. But it there it's it's a beautiful celebration of life. Yeah. And the performance is... Um, are, are, are captivating. It's, this is before Christian Borle, you know, became the Christian Borle that we know him from, you know, all the shows that he does now. And um, he was, this is one of the first or second things that he had done. And Betty Buckley, of course, just blasting it out with her song. She sings a great song called Infinite Joy. They, mm. you know, this is, this took place, I say 2000, is 2003. But this yeah. is just two years after the World Trade Center. And of oh, course, that God. closes with a whole number about uh, the song called Looking Up and Seeing Sky and about that whole um, sequence. She sings a very beautiful song about that. Um, uh, Christian Borle sings a song about dogs, your dogs that die, which is really charming and sweet. Uh, you, uh, young ladies, uh, you might want to look at a great song that Carol Lee sings called Anytime I Am There. It's a beautiful song. And Christian also sings a song, gentlemen, you should check out uh, The World Stop Turning. It's mm. another great, great, you know, theatrically driven song. But, um, you know, I loved, I loved this show because it it's storytelling acting and it's not just the songs are are fun and they're 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 interesting and it's it's good music but it's the lyrics are what really get me with Bill yeah. Finn he writes in a very and i say this in a, in a as a compliment but in a very simple everyday kind of way uh, well crafted but very like the way we would talk yeah um, and i i i w- i've always liked that about bill finn you know so that's yeah elegies what a brilliant show it's not done very often i think it's because it's a song cycle and song cycles really aren't done by many theaters very often but it's a great listen uh if you listen to the album and um yeah i've always loved it it's a great great little and you got to you got to see it yeah i saw it in that small theater that's really cool and and that was my first time hearing all those songs and it's rare when you see a a show and you hear the music and the everything for the first time and you think whoa, this is special. Yeah. And, and just from the very first listening, I was just completely rocked by it. That's wonderful. Yeah. I got to go listen to it again yeah. now. It's, it's worth it. You know what I... Uh, this is so off topic. Bring it. But you know what I saw of his a few years ago and I loved it? Um, in Trousers, oh, which yeah. also is, you know, one of his It Doesn't Get Done. And that was one of his... Just so our listeners may not know, that was, one of, that was like his first show that he really wrote uh, that yeah, was you, autobiographical in the Marvin um, the Marvin being his sort of character that, yeah, that is it, him you know Falsettos is coming to Broadway in right. 2016 2017 in the, yeah. in the season and so this was the first part right. of that trilogy and a very good friend of mine I have to give a shout out to Amy Anders Corcoran who I went to grad school with um, she directed a production of it and it was phenomenal Absolutely phenomenal. And so if, if you're a theater out there and you're looking for a show, hire Amy yeah. and do In Trousers because it was brilliant. Small cast, great. Yeah. yeah. It's, but really, really good stuff. He's such a good writer. Oh, I, I'm a huge And he teaches, you know, music. He's been teaching yeah. music at NYU, the Graduate Musical Theater Writing yeah. Program, for years and years. He teaches all these young people how to write musicals and stuff. Uh, He's a great guy. If you get to study yeah. with him, you're lucky. If you get to listen to him, even luckier. I agree. Right? Awesome. So mine is Golden Boy. Mine is Elegies. What a fun weekend you're going to (laughs) have. Listening. We'll bring something lighter next week. Racism and death. So have a great weekend. Happy spring.
But you can come see my production of Elegies with Joyce DeWitt, which is going to be fantastic. I'm very excited to buy it. She's going to be great. She's not really going to sing from the show, but she is going to sing Come on Knock on Our come Door. On, knock on the door. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Drops Bye. on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.